0: Welcome back to tennis picks and bets. I'm your host John here on the Mayo Media Network. You can find me on Twitter at jrtweets tennis or the podcast I run on tennis betting near daily at tidbits tennis. Not a great day for Angie Kerber. Had her chances in the first set. Has to be said, she in four of the five Barty service games, she had a 15-30 lead or better. She saw break points a few times. Just couldn't really get over the hump and find the break that she gave up early to level the set um ends up losing at 6-3 in the second set she got out to a 5-2 lead looks like we were about to we were on the verge of putting a plus 190 to plus 200 underdog into a third set which is you know all that's more than we can ask for at this point a nice close match we didn't get it though she blows the 5-2 lead loses in the tiebreak so tough loss there the lean um i didn't play it myself it doesn't go on on my spreadsheet or my tracking But if you did end up taking the Pliskova-Sabalenka first set over, then I guess that kind of makes up for it in a way. They go 12 games and in a very serve-oriented match as expected. Now, that final between Barty and Pliskova will go on Saturday. We will have that video for you tomorrow, a full preview, and to see what kind of uh, bets we like the most, whether it's a side total or perhaps one of those prop derivative market bets. Today, we focus on the men's semis. And before we get into those, gotta be sure to hit that like button below and smash the subscribe button for the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel. And if you like to listen and consume this uh, content in audio form, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, or whichever podcast app you happen to use. Let's start with the match that I have a bet on. We'll save the more entertaining popcorn match, as we say, um, for a second. But we'll start with Mateo Berrettini and Hubert Hercoc. And the first off, the bet is Hubert Hercoc plus three and a half games against Matteo Berrettini at odds of plus 106. Anything above even here I really like because honestly, again, just like we did with Fed, if we're going to look at over three games on the spread, I'm probably going to take them in a, in a match where I'm backing an underdog who's got such a great serve and who's only been broken a handful of times in this tournament. Daniil Medvedev got him and Roger Federer got him, I believe, just the one time. Other than that, he's been great. And Matteo Berrettini at his size, let's face it, not the best returner. And if you pick on his backhand, very exploitable uh, to get some quick, cheap, free points on serve. And the best part is against Federer, where K- her catch held at a very high rate, he wasn't even landing that many first serves. In the first two sets, I think it was like 59 and 57% of his first serves were in. The key is he wins like 80% this tournament of those first serves. That six-six frame that Berrettini has, her catch can match it. Felix Al-Yassim was Berrettini's last opponent, and he's just a little bit b- better of a version of Al-Yassim, But you know that he's going to factor into this handicap as well. Look, all three guys can really serve. And Al-Yassim had his chances in the last round. Won the second set. Had a chance in the in the third for to potentially find a break at five. All to serve for us. A two sets to one lead had Bertini his good buddy in a little bit of trouble, um, but couldn't pull the trigger. Ends up losing that set. And then, of course, in the subsequent set is broken immediately. And that was all she wrote as Berrettini served his way through to a four-set victory. Now, Hercotch... Has that same frame. He's a bit better of return to the Norgia Yassin. He's a bit more tactical. I think his mental game is more developed. I think his point construction is more developed. He's a bit more aggressive too. And he doesn't leak on the forehand wing nearly as much. Felix for games at a time can just completely lose his forehand. Not even four stairs on the run on great shots from his opponent. Just standard forehands when he's neutral in the rallies sailing them 2 feet long that's something that Hurkacz doesn't tend to do nearly as much he plays with much more controlled aggression and that's something I'm look look for as well the slice is also something he employs more effectively than Felix and against someone of Berrettini's height I don't mind someone who can employ that slice a little more effectively keep that ball low and away from the 6 foot 6 Matteo Berrettini's hitting zone and strike zone so that's something I also like about Hu- uh, Hubert that Felix didn't really bring to the table. This should really go four or five sets. And if I'm being honest with you, I think Hubert Hurkacz has a great chance to pull off this upset. I know personally, I'll be on the money line in a small Kind of in a smaller stake, but I do really like the plus three and a half games here at plus one oh six Hubert Hurkacz against Matteo Berrettini. Look, Berrettini's been great, but he also has that tendency to get loose with that forehand sometimes and cough up some errors. So we do are we are gonna back the underdog with three and a half games here. If we can take a set, um, regardless of what that score line would be, I think we're gonna see a few tiebreaks. So if we can take a set and add to that margin on the spread, will be really happy with this position. I'm going to talk about the other match. There's not really a lot to bet on here. It, with Novak Djokovic matches, you just get such heavily skewed odds. And the odds are implying Denis Shapovalov to win this 12 to 13% of the time. I don't know if he beats Novak on grass in best three to five set tennis even that much. And of course, we're not betting uh, Novak Djokovic at those crazy odds either. So not a lot to love in terms of betting on this match but it is a great match to break down it's going to be very very enjoyable to watch Dennis has a very flashy style of course the crowds will be there for Novak or against him a lot of big court crowds love to cheer against Novak Djokovic but in this spot I think we see some very entertaining tennis Dennis Shapovalov has kept him close in the past keep that in mind but this is a new Novak Djokovic. This is a, an on-grass Novak Djokovic. They've only played once on grass. It was actually an exhibition, so I tend to throw that out the window where the big guns, instead of playing a tournament the week before to warm up and get accustomed to the grass, they play these little exhibitions that allow them to play two matches, lower their risk of injury, not have to play at their top level, but still get used to the footing and, and, and the comfort back on the grass for the first time on the season. So I don't put a whole lot of weight into that. And I look at Novak and I say, this guy's got an improved serve. He brought people into his team to help him improve that serve, and it it shows. He's been so effective this year. And serving into that Denis Shapovalov one-handed backhand—that is a big weakness for Shapovalov. One, it gets to—it's erratic in in rallies in general. And two, being one-handed, it's it's so much tougher to keep a steady, consistent return with that especially when you're seeing a booming first serve coming at you it's tough to keep that ball in the court so I don't know and he doesn't play with a margin for error anyway he's improved a little bit the last fortnight or so but he's not really a guy who plays a lot of margin for error he loves to go big go big or go home it's how when he's when his game is working it's how he's kept it close with Joker in the past Djokovic in the past it's how he's beaten Rafa at the Rogers Cup when he really announced his presence on tour a few years back But that's not always going to come through for you. There's going to be times where you're going to see balls go long. And when you're playing someone as solid from the baseline as Novak Djokovic, as composed as Novak Djokovic, someone who knows your backhand can be a weapon, but it's also very erratic and who's going to play the percentages and attack it and attack it and attack it. I think you could be in trouble, especially if he can pin you in cross-court forehand to backhand rallies with that lefty one-handed backhand of Shapovalov's. I really do think Novak is just too tactical, too solid, and with that improved serve on grass, I mean, there's a reason why he's already out to minus 450 on the outright market with two matches still to win. He's just going to be such a heavy favorite along the way, and with good reason. I think Novak does pull this off, sadly not for my for you know Canadian tennis fans like myself, uh, I do think that Novak gets this done and keeps his quest alive for that calendar Grand Slam. Thanks again for watching, guys. Again, we'll be back tomorrow to preview the Women's Wimbledon final, possibly the biggest trophy in tennis, will be awarded on Saturday, and we'll be back to preview that with whatever bets we can find, whether it be sides, totals or those prop markets and the, or those props in the derivative markets. We will try and find something for you guys to get down on there. Thanks for watching, and we'll be back tomorrow.